We have not been here like for uh, a month. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I have not been keeping track how long it's been. <laughs> yeah, we... it's been a minute because you know mm-hmm. things started happening, and then classes were about to start, and finally we had some time to record. Should we uh do a story time about what happened uh the last time we tried to record? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so. We had sat down with my boyfriend, Josh, who's been wanting to be on the podcast for a while. But um, we didn't we didn't realize what our limits were. Because, <laughs> uh, like, okay, when you're doing a show that requires you to smoke, it it's really hard. Just like if you were drinking, because sometimes you just, like, you do too much and you're debilitated and you can't talk and you can't, yeah. So... Um, one of us not naming names though <laughs> got a little too high, and uh, maybe I did too a little bit. <laughs> I was drinking that night, not smoking. Yeah, I am a follower of God, so mm-hmm. so she was fine. <laughs> Megan was fine for the most part. Yeah. like maybe a little like you hadn't drank a lot either. Yeah, so you were more like annoyed. Tipsy. I was not annoyed. I was just like, it was just like I didn't know what to do because I was like. Should I encourage them to keep going, or should yeah. I just make sure they're okay? I think at first we tried to keep going, but then, like, my brain was not there. I was zoning in and out, and Josh was talking, like, smart talk. Yeah. And, like, usually I can have a discussion, but in that moment I was like, none of this is making any sense, and I had to stop. Yeah, I kept looking looking over at you, and, like, I was getting really concerned, because, like, you were kind of, like... it. You looked really spaced out, and you kept, like, laughing to yourself about things, <laughs> or, like, smiling to yourself about things, and I'm like, yeah, she's probably freaking out. Maybe one day we'll release that recording. Maybe. Um, to for our, our Patreon. Right, following. right. Yeah. yeah. 50,000 <laughs> likes, and we'll release that recording. <laughs> it was only, like, like, 20 minutes long or something. Yeah. It's not very long, and, and I don't even have all of it, because one of our mics didn't work, Ooh. so I had to record that part on josh's computer and yeah. that made me so stressed out i was it was really not a great great time yeah well i felt like the thing about high people is that like um when you kind of get in your head about how high you are it can get worse like you can feel a lot worse so i was kind of trying to be like oh if i maybe if i get their mind off it they won't think about it but i think by the time we stopped recording you guys were already too far gone. Yeah. <laughs> would, but Definitely. they survived, and we made it another day. And also, we <laughs> wanted to record last week, too, but <laughs> Anna got really sick, and then Megan got really sick, and then I'm kind of getting sick, but I'm okay. But uh, that actually is a good segue to rant about the school. Yes, but also, just, just for our listeners, today's episode is a sober one. Yes. Because mm. we are all sick, and because the last time was so problematic. Yeah. So, mm. so well, school started, right? School yes. started. Last week, our mm. university um, started its classes against um, any advice from anyone you talk to. Yeah. <laughs> And um, we won't name their name because we're not trying to get in trouble. But uh, we, none of us have been wanting to go back. Um, Anna works on campus and had to and was forced to do that. And Megan is also being forced by some professors to go on campus. And, like, uh, it's just, it makes you realize how much it's profit over people like it, it we honestly don't matter at this point the crazy thing is one of my classes the professor is like older so he said he can't come to campus 
But then the class was like, okay, but you, the students, have to come to campus every, like, two classes, so, like, every other week, essentially, to meet with the TA to listen to him on a Zoom. So, like, we had to, we had to go to campus. So I dropped that class, because that, that's not worth my time. Yeah, and I think, like, one of the frustrating things is um, the u- university, it, like, administrators like the higher up people are putting out regulations that a certain percentage of students need to be in person class so it's putting a lot of pressure on professors to encourage students to come to class even if it's like like we all have to wear masks but and space ourselves out but like but some of these classes aren't even like aren't even big enough to space yourself out right exactly yeah. like truxton said that one of his classes is like like a 50 person class but, um, like, the classroom itself only fit, like, 20. Yeah, um, my classes, like, one of my classes, they're, like, splitting days up. I don't know if his is doing that. Yeah, my, some of my classes are doing that, too. Yeah. But I've already, like, told them I'm not coming. Like, yeah. I'm not coming no matter what. But I just zoom in and, like, and, uh, you guys, well, Anna so far, but I'm pretty sure you too, but you guys have tested negative for COVID, but... People kind of think that's, like, a green light for people to come on campus because there's something else going around, too. Like, it's flu season's coming and, like, all that. But, like, uh, you guys are kind of expected now to show up on campus and stuff just because you tested negative for COVID, and it's kind of, like, stupid. And also, like, um, it's not just our university. More, most major universities right now, like st- like the state universities, are kind of going through this controversy of, like, opening back up, having super high numbers, and then having to close down, or, like, some are trying to tough it through because football season and all that shit, but, yeah. I I hate it. Yeah, it's very anxiety-inducing, and it really distracts from, like, the quote-unquote learning we're supposed to be doing this semester, and, like, I don't know, I've just been feeling a lot of helplessness and, like, um, defeat, like, what's the point of it all? Yeah, y'all feel the same way. No, exactly, (laughs) exactly the same way. It's hard. This year kind of sucks. Yeah, this year is probably like my worst year ever. Like I can confidently say that now. (laughs) I feel like you had to think about it. Yeah, like wait, it was the worst. Mm. Yeah, because like I have another year where I'm like, okay, maybe that's like number one. But then like I'm like, okay, this this year is like it's getting there. Like it's it's number one. I'm trying to think of my worst year of my life. I can't think. Do do y'all have any bets on when the school is gonna close um, after Labor Day? I'm after. hoping. Yeah, I'm thinking after Labor Day. I'm weekend. thinking yeah that week. Like when I we think come back. yeah I think like Labor Day week. Like people are gonna do stuff on Labor Day weekend mm-hmm, and like party. right there, we're gonna be like nope. Everyone has COVID now. It's kind of so hard to comprehend all the kids partying right now, and like I saw an article today showing downtown and the lines down there. And I was kind of like, holy fuck, people are acting like everything's normal when the world is burning. I'm not surprised. We go to a school where frats and sororities are um, a large part of the college experience, some might say. Not for everyone, of course, but for a lot that choose to come to the school. So they have been, for the most part, not all, but for the most part, completely ignoring guidelines and doing like all their little recruitment stuff. The thing is, like, I've, I've seen on social media that a lot of these people in the sororities and the frats are saying, like, don't report your positive test. Don't tell people that you're sick. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to look bad on the, the house. Mm-hmm. But, like, you already look bad to all of us. Like, yeah. even before COVID, we mm-hmm. all hated you because you're destructive. You leave trash everywhere. Make lots of noise mm-hmm. in horrible hours. But, like... Like, this is the time when you could could do the right thing. Protect all of your brothers and sisters, whatever. Like, yeah. if you're sick, don't go to the, the party or the, what are they called? The meetings that they have. Yeah. The chapter. It's like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't wait to see one, like, full house Just have a it. bunch of positives. But, like, none of them want to say anything until, like, 
90% of them have it and like they've already gone to class and they've already spread it to other people and at that point it's like out of control yeah, yeah. I I have a feeling maybe like in a week or so we'll get more numbers and uh, if she actually starts reporting them consistently oh I just said the school name but we can censor that out <laughs> sorry guys if university if you beep uh, <laughs> starts reporting them well I think we will see like a huge spike much like other universities and um i just think the worst is like yet to come which Mm -hmm. is so sad to say and it's kind of scary to say but yeah i went to go get tested yesterday for covid at like our health center on campus and i cannot count the amount of chads that i saw there that were also getting tested here's one thing to mention though i got tested on monday i got my appointment made very quickly was it Monday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it was very quickly to get the appointment made. Once Megan went to go get tested, which was Wednesday, right? Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like, they did not have as many availabilities. Like, it's been hard. I've heard that, like, it's been harder for people to, to schedule things because there's been so many people having to get tested. Yeah. That means lots of people are getting sick. And whether it's this, this bug that we got that's, like, thankfully not COVID, or, or it is COVID, like, that's that's a lot of people going into the system getting right. tested, even if it's a negative. Like, that, you're exhausting the resources. And, like, I feel like it's very inefficient. Like, we don't have, like, we kind of have the option of, like, a drive-through test, but if you're showing symptoms, you can't go through the drive-through test. Was it? Is it a drive-through test, the other one? The asymptomatic test? It's, like, an t- yeah. outside 10. I don't know if it's... Yeah, drive-through. it's a drive-through. Okay. The weird thing is the health center has, like, an outside tent, which... Right. I, it looks like it's supposed to be for drive-through testing, but, like, it's not. Because for you to get tested, you go inside, you talk to a doctor, they talk to you. I had to get tested for strep and mono as well. You had to get tested for strep, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, I went in there... They tested me for, or they took my blood, which was inside the building, and then I went outside and they tested me for strep and COVID. And I'm like, why am I outside now? At this point, I might have just been inside. It defeats the purpose. Yeah, it was like a full-scale appointment, like height, weight, and like all the questions and everything. Yeah, that was kind of concerning to me that you guys were going in there and having like a full appointment. When I went, there weren't a whole lot. Like, literally, the only people I saw were the nurse, and she was wearing a mask, uh, like an N95 mask, and uh, what are those things called? Face shield. Yeah, the face shield. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor was only wearing a mask, but, like, like it felt... okay. And they were all wearing masks, I mean, gloves and everything. They were, those were basically the only two people I, like, saw inside the building. Like, I saw the other nurses, but they were far away. Um, so, so didn't feel that bad, and I actually didn't see any other students when I went, mm. but, I don't know, you said you did, so. Yeah, it, it still felt like, obviously, the healthcare workers were, like, doing everything in their power to be, like, protected and stuff, but, I don't know, I just got a bad feeling when it just felt, like, kind of crowded with students and, like. And also, I just want to talk about my job real quick. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I work at a gym. Yes. Um, so when I went to the doctor appointment, they said, like, have you come in contact with anyone that, that tested positive or whatever? And I said, I don't know because I work at a gym. And um, the nurse asked me, like, do you guys wear all of this? Pointing to her equipment, like face shield and mask. And I was like, I just wear a mask. Pointing to my mask, which is just a cloth mask, not an N95 like hers. So, you know, so she kind of gave me a weird look. But then it just made me think how, like, I respect my bosses, and I think that they're doing the best that they can with what they were given. It's 100% the university's fault and not their fault. But, like, like I guess we have the plexiglass at the desk, but the people who work inside the gyms don't. And I've worked in one of those gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, it just it's just not a good situation. And so many people come in, and, like, they're having problems with, like, the system because the system just sucks and and then they'll come up to talk to me and the first thing they'll do is put their mask down i'm like i I can hear you through this cloth you can keep talking uh and it's just i just feel like it's not it's not a good idea and like i've been on reddit and a bunch of people are asking whether it's safe to go to the gym right now and like 
do it at your own risk. Because, cause like, we are cleaning significantly more, but we're also expecting people to clean on their own. And it's just... It's just not a good good situation. Like, the gym can wait. Do it at home. Do some squats. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to understand how... Like, why everyone's trying to pretend like everything's normal right now and coming up with these quick fixes. But, I mean, it's all about profit, and it's all about, like, getting money, capitalism, and all that. But... It's just like, it's just like, damn, what the fuck is going on? What about football? <laughs> Excuse my voice. Our university really relies on football mm-hmm. for money, which I understand it applies to many other universities. Yes. Like, unlike the, the Big Ten and the other one that they already canceled their football mm-hmm. seasons, like before classes even started. But that's not the case for us. And... Um, Elham, you were the one that read the article or whatever it was that said that they're doing football, but the stadium's going to be like a third? third yeah, they said it was going to, the stadium limit is now 20 to 25%. And then I did the math, the math to like see like the maximum number uh, they allow in the stadium. And it was still about like 18,000 people <laughs> in the stadium. And I was like, I don't think this is much of, much of a like, uh, Improvement. A improvement yeah because that's that's still not good it's eighteen thousand people in a stadium together and like i don't know who they're expecting to go like I've, I've talked to people who say they don't think it would be that bad if the only people who are allowed to go are like people which like like students basically which like i don't know because they're saying like we're already in a bubble we're already um living in I mean, I should beep that. <laughs> we're, leave, we're living in beep. Um, we're so living anyway, in hell. We're That's already cool. living in this college town. <laughs> and it would just... Like, we're already interacting with one another. So us going to the football games isn't going to affect, quote-unquote, like, affect the numbers. Okay, but have you guys seen the process of getting in those stadiums? Yes. And We've how... been to more games. Yeah, well, more, been to more games than you. <laughs> no, I mean, like figuratively or whatever but it's hectic and it's it's gross it's sweaty it's nasty like that's my thing is the fact that the way that i've been thinking it is i know that they postponed we're not going to start until like next month or something like this i don't know whatever but like it's the fact that it's still going to be hot as hell and people people used to drink and have like heat strokes during the games before all of this happened so imagine someone goes to the game, who is sick, who drank alcohol, is in the heat for like, shit, 30 minutes before the game starts so they can get a good seat, and then they're like passing out, throwing up. Like, mm-hmm. like if I were alone in those games, the first thing I would think is they have COVID. Like, that's it? I can't be in this game. Yes. I don't, I don't, and I also feel bad for the student athletes. Yeah. I, yeah. I also, like, because I feel like they're looking at their future prospects right now and they know if they don't play it's just gonna fuck up their whole career path and most of them are have chosen this school because of its football team and because they want to like eventually play you know go pro and stuff so yeah and like especially the fact that like they're not making any money i think it makes it so what? I thought there was like an NCAA thing that said that student athletes were now allowed to make money off of their. Oh, is that what's like marketing or something? Or like, I don't know exactly no how it works, but. Well, anyway. I know they're not allowed to like use their name and stuff, so maybe they did something where they're allowed to like they're profit still, off their name. They're still not making nearly as much money as the university. Right. Oh, right. and the coach. Yeah, yeah. And the fucking coach. The millions coach. of dollars. <laughs> yeah, like it's. It's it just ridiculous. Really emphasizes the profit over people yeah because their names their images are being plastered and like on everything and then they become like these characters just for the university and then and the fact nothing that they're mostly black people like yes black students yes they're getting fucked over time and time again it's it's sad this episode is not gonna be that funny (sighs) because nothing's really funny right now I, we I wish those more really funny stuff. We really need the rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot. 
But, you know, a lot. we're going through it. And um, I don't want to just make this about, like, what what university students are going through also because there's a lot of people right now, uh, like, at protests and Black, Life, Black Lives Matter protests and stuff and, like, Wisconsin and everything that just went down. So, like, they're also dealing with, like, how negligent our government is and how negligent all of this bullshit is and like I wish like things were better but I guess if we want it to be better we have to fight for it quick question um because I wrote some notes down for the previous for the episodes that never happened mm-hmm. um are the Portland things still going on seems like yeah they're I still going feel on. like I haven't heard about anything in a, in a minute. So like their major news major news outlets aren't really reporting on it, but I think there's still um protests going on there. I don't know if it's still at the scale that it might have been like a month ago, but I know there's still like organizations out there. Like I don't know like how the how the size of the police force is looking right now there or anything. I just know they're still going on, just not a lot of coverage on it. Because, mm-hmm. like, not even... I really... I feel like a lot of people only knew about this because of, like, Twitter. Yes. And I feel like even Twitter isn't talking about it as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think you... You need to follow the right people. <laughs> because... Yeah, but what yeah. about all those people that posted black squares on their Instagram? They're gonna... Oh, yeah. Save you the should world. should unfollow <laughs> them. They are the ones that are going to parties. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. I have been going on people's Instagrams, like sometimes just celebrities instagrams and stuff and i just see that one black lives matter post which was the black square post and then i see nothing else everything after that's normal everything before that is normal and i'm like holy shit this is just this is just performance to these people yes it is yeah it's embarrassing i think there's a lot of a lot of things going on lately Mm -hmm. there was one thing that's trending on twitter today when we're recording this that happened, I think, yesterday or the day before that I thought would be um, interesting to talk about. Bella Thorne is trending on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Yes. I didn't understand exactly what she did, but I kind of got the gist, I think. So for our listeners and maybe Megan, <laughs> basically she made an OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. She she told people to pay, I think it was $100 for a, I don't know what it's called, it's like a, a, like a pay-per-view um, picture of It was her. 200 200 dollars, mm-hmm. and she said that it was a nude picture. And then people asked, it was like, like how nude? And she said, fully nude. And lots of people paid. Uh, she made like like a million. Like she made a lot of money off of this. And the picture was like her in lingerie. And so because of it, lots of people were like complaining and like asking for their money back and whatever so now only fans has put a cap on how much can be requested for those types of pictures and it's like 50 dollars. and how much can be tipped too and tipped i think tip is a hundred and and um and pay-per-view is like 50 yeah so that has really affected um people like small smaller creators okay so here's my take on it celebrities should not be allowed on OnlyFans. <laughs> okay maybe not that serious but okay i, I think yeah. they, they can't i think celebrities can but maybe because isn't cardi b on there i don't know how much you're i don't but no. like i understand i i see only fans as a type of patreon for certain people mm-hmm. it's like you don't have to ask for a lot of money just ask for like the minimum possible just to, yeah like, Okay, so I think that OnlyFans has become, like, a really good website for sex workers, especially, like, a website that, okay, I can't speak on this because I'm not a sex worker, but I will say that, like, a lot of small creators have profited off of that website, and I don't think it's fair for a big celebrity like that to come in and, like, have all these guidelines be made because of like a big celebrity coming on there who already probably has enough money to survive 
when there's sex workers on there who this is their income yeah that's their especially during a pandemic yeah like lots of these these people this is now the way that they have to make money or at least they've had to for the past couple of months Mm -hmm. exactly and i also think it's on OnlyFans though like the 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 people in charge should not be like punishing everyone for like this yes i agree I, don't know. I will also say they are not a perfect company. I've heard they have they have predators on their, like you know, who have like subscription you things. Say predators? Yeah, like, oh. you know that 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 guy Dobby Vanity who was in Blood on the Dance Floor or whatever. Yeah. He has an OnlyFans, but he is he's literally been convicted of. Like, I thought uh, he was arrested. Yeah. Like, I thought he was in prison for some reason. Nope, not yet. They're still investigating it, and I'm pretty sure he might get away with it. But he has an OnlyFans, and, like, I think... I, I wouldn't say it's a perfect company, but I'm just saying, like, for the small creators on there, it's really unfair for someone like Bella Thorne to come on there and then fuck up their whole, like... Their whole business or their whole, like, way of living. Like, their profit, I mean, or whatever. Now that you mentioned um, da- Davy, Davy, whatever, yeah, might be. Um, um, it reminded me. I guess people on TikTok or Twitter or whatever are saying how like all it's like the the why am I whatever? It's because all of the bands I used to listen to as a teenager like have sexual predators or are sexual predators and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like that's that's something that I only. A, a good number of them I only learned about in the past week or so. Yeah. And it's... It's very sad. And I'm very annoyed that I only just found out. Like, at this point, I don't really listen to them anymore. But, like, finding out about it now. Especially everything with Panic! at the Disco, that they're one band that I still listen to. Oh, what came out about Panic! at the Disco? It's basically something that's been going on since, like, early 2010s. And it's, it was basically that they're, I know if, if people listen and really like them, they're going to judge on how I tell the story because it's probably not fully correct. Mm-hmm. But basically the, their manager, their bodyguard, I don't remember his name. He, he's like a huge fucking creep. He, from the very beginning of the band, he would like sexualize these young girls because the band has young fans. He... He, they were just ass, and he was like an asshole to um, Dallin Weeks. I think was the I forget what instrument he played, but he used to be a part of the band. And he, <laughs> there's just I saw so many videos where this like this man was getting bullied because he's Mormon, and like I just saw this joke that the the guy was making. He was just like, oh what, like you guys are like vampires. You like bite someone and they become like a Mormon. It was like it was very offensive and just mean in general so like Dallin Weeks left the band and he has his own band and everyone should listen to them but like like so the manager's problematic and then um the other members were not great and they ended up quitting and Brandon Murray has just allowed for everything to happen and he apparently has been like heard saying really problematic stuff to to girls and his fans are young, and that's something you can't deny. And it's just like, I know I saw them like last year in concert, but I'm I'm over it. I'm over them. It, By them, I mean mostly Brandon Yuri. Yeah, I didn't even know any of that, and that's that's kind of sad that like it's not more well known. And I I never really listened to all those bands, but. I think it still speaks for how how many predators there are in the music industry and like Hollywood in general but like in the music industry too because they know that their audience may be younger girls they may be mostly girls they may be like like they know that they can manipulate and they can get what they want and then like just so many young girls like who they idolized it's gonna be just torn down and it's just like know your intentions when you go into like a business like that. And I think it's worse thinking that they are young, because it's like I feel like these people have them have it already set in their mind that like they are these kids, these young people's idols, 
and that the these people will allow them to to say or do whatever they want and mm-hmm. nobody's gonna like tell the police or tell their parents yeah it's it's a problem it's a big problem and they know that they have power and they know that they can probably get away with certain things and they know the right people to contact to get away with those things so it's it's a very fucked up position to put anyone like baby what's his name that yep. has not been arrested yet who uh davi vanity or yeah. whatever davy i don't know how what to say it sorry i don't listen to a lot of these bands so yeah but, but i understand just know they're fucked the, up like, people yeah yeah there's a lot of like a short list just that applies to the bands i listened to was pierce the veil of mice and men panic at the disco um, I never listened to Blood on the Dance Floor, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can remember. Right- oh, uh, Bring Me the Horizon. That one I knew about, though. I knew about that one. Mm-hmm. And I stopped listening to them a while ago. I saw that yeah. um, that list you sent. Someone compiled, like, a list of um, uh, accusations that were made against, like... It was specifically, like, pop-punk bands, I think. Yeah. Um, and- I think they started adding more pop ones at the end. Oh, okay. But- um, Billy Joe Armstrong's son was on it, which I was, I didn't know about, but, like, he's not that well-known, but, like, because I was kind of, like, thinking Green Day may have been on there, because I thought that I heard something, but they weren't. It was just his son? Yeah. It was funny. Just not funny, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> Cancel someone who's, like, barely known. Yeah. <laughs> Megan is canceled party. Um, Megan, you said you had some celebrity news to tell us. This is kind of a lighter note, so I don't know if you guys want to share. Yeah, no, okay? I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I'm ready for a lighter <laughs> so, note. So, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we recently just watched Pirates of the Caribbean, so this is kind of why I, I looked I it up. What? Bitch. I didn't uh, watch it. We. We. This, this one. Fucking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, which stars Orlando Bloom, and he just had his baby. He gave birth. Yeah. He gave birth? Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Wow. But their yeah, daughter's the name is Daisy Bloom. Daisy Dub Bloom. Daisy Bloom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, but that's, but really, okay. If I had the last name Bloom, I'd, I'd name my child after, like, flowers. Yeah. I was upset last night because I was trying to airdrop pictures to one of my closest friends who's sitting in this room, Anna, and then she turned <laughs> off her airdrop. I was watching TikTok, and you were interrupting. <laughs> anyway, but I wasn't going to airdrop this to you, but I was just imagining the um, scenario where I airdropped these nude photos of Orlando Bloom. They don't, they were, like, blurred. But, like, I don't know if you've seen those photos of him paddleboarding with Katy Perry, and he just takes his pants off while he's paddleboarding no. on a beach. What? Yeah, they came up on my timeline last night, and I, would, like, started laughing so hard. I have, I have never, I have never heard of these pictures. I didn't know uh, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom was the baby daddy till yesterday. Cause I knew Katy Perry was pregnant. I just didn't know yeah. that was the father. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I'm gonna pull up the I'm glad picture. she. I'm glad she found some some love. I'm glad she. She's not with that Russell dude. The Russ- oh, my oh my god! I said Russell Crowe in my <laughs> Wrong Russell. Russell Brand. Brand. Yes. I only think of him. Fake. You need to stop making noise. Sorry, it's our studio dog. Studio dog. Did you guys hear that video he made? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> about WAP? Wait, yes. No. Russell Brand? No. What was it? What did he say? Why he was just saying women are disgusting creatures. <laughs> I think he was disgusting. He was essentially no, saying it was like anti-feminist. I, yeah. The song yeah. itself? Yeah. yeah. He was trying to sound like real philosophical. Yeah. I don't really want to listen to men tell yeah. me that yeah. pop is not a feminist song. Well, he was saying it plays into what men rap about and like like get criticized for. It's like women just when do men playing get into that. For it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Okay. Um, I think he he thought he did something. I don't know why WAP is so like polemic right now. Like yeah. everyone is. I feel like why are people losing their shit over this? I have no idea. I feel first of all, I think this is Cardi B's. 
thing she has been talking and Nicki Minaj does this too and I don't know a lot of Megan Thee Stallion songs it's kind of the same I feel like yeah. it's a very like women in hip hop thing to talk about their sexual like adventures and their own experiences yeah why is it such a big deal now because there's a whole song about I think people are bored pussies <laughs> oh my god I just saw the Orlando Bloom's picture Can I see it? and I am shocked that's censored yeah no I looked up the uncensored well okay I was going to look up the uncensored but then I was like this is kind of an invasion of privacy okay yeah you're right you're right you made some points and you're uncancelled <laughs> no but like I don't know it's it's weird because it's like why are we like I don't know because he was at like a nude beach but oh. like there shouldn't have been paparazzi there it was like a private beach like in Italy or something oh. that's something that I don't know it has bothered me for a long time how how I feel like it's such like a um like in the Americas or by that I say Canada and the US mm-hmm. like it's people love making such a big deal of like nude beach shit exactly yeah and nudity and it's like like it's not that like I I have never been to one but I feel like like the point of it is not for like it's not sexual it's just I don't know freeing you don't yeah. have to worry about an outfit I think it's just to be nude at a beach. And I, <laughs> yeah. I just think people yeah. like love sexualizing it so much. And it's like, why does the body always have to be sexualized? I think paparazzi are one of the scums of the earth. Like, No, I agree, definitely. And I know some people need it for their living and all that, but like, also... But do something else. Yeah. Yeah, just celebrity culture in general is like really fucked up in America. I, I think. know. Why do, we, why do we need to know everything about celebrities' lives? Why do we need to follow them around? Like, look at their outfit today. Look at them yeah. holding hands with their partner. It's so cute. OMG. I think it's a, like a form of like escapism. Like, you don't have to worry about like what's going on in the world right now. And it's a way for, like, maybe this is me just reaching. But, like, the government to use, like, celebrities as a distraction from what's going on so it's like don't worry about what we're doing here at the white house look uh i don't know katie perry just had a baby with her dude and look at this picture of him naked (laughs) it's like it's like a distraction and it's a way to occupy our minds with things that don't really fucking matter and also for brands to make money off of these people wearing their clothes i definitely agree with that but i also like i think sometimes i have a hard time like stepping away from that because like i really i catch myself doing it a lot like reading about celebrities lives and like i'm like i need to step back and not give a shit most times i don't but like sometimes i just get invested i guess i love finding about celebrities that have like left the limelight like the yesterday i found um i'm gonna i don't know if this is actually jason earls who was jackson (laughs) on hannah montana he he i found his instagram and it's kind of funny and i just thought it was interesting to see like someone who i think like used to be a celebrity in my eyes in my like 12 year old eyes now is like in the background and i think he works with like like coaching acting kids at, on disney still i heard he was like 30 when he filmed yeah. Montana. He <laughs> and i think it's funny that you said that because yesterday i was stalking or i was going through the tiktok of the coach bolton from high school musical oh and he's like obsessed with that character i think it's because he knows he can still make a buck yeah okay yeah i think that's what a lot of them are doing because like jason earls i only found him because someone on tiktok had posted a video of him recreating the like beef jerky song so Uh, like i think a lot of these celebrities are going back and like recreating things that they were known for which is like cool and I just think it's fun to find these celebrities, like the, I forget his name, from Zoe 101. Oh. Apparently he works, he works, um, like, behind the scenes on sets now. And, like, that's what he does. And I just think it's interesting to find, like, these people who we, like, loved are now, like, still living their own lives. And, like, for some reason the paparazzi don't care about them. But I, I Probably because they, like they just fell off, I think. Maybe because, like, most of their popularity was kind of like maybe middle 2000s like early 2000s but like 
it was kind of more like children's entertainment too so like they aren't taken as seriously in hollywood so they're not going to get these serious acting roles and then like i don't know if kids really keep up with paparazzi and shit like that either so that is true it's less yeah. marketable in that sense yeah and i think it's interesting because like with what i study which is especially like things and people that have happened like years and years ago there's probably less sensitivity about like a creator's experience in like life um there's less privacy around it obviously because it's like 200 years ago or whatever but it's like i don't know it's interesting because like even though it's not completely like affecting like what they created or their art or whatever it still can be an important tool like their biography and their life is still an important tool of like um for analyzing like stuff they did and like how we live now and stuff so can i oh wait you continue and then i'll go i'm just thinking it's funny that you like your major doesn't deal with that at all yet mine like is very reliant on that it's all about how we talk about media and celebrities now Mm. yeah okay i wanted to do a little segue into something else because like um it's kind of similar but like you brought up zoe 101 and like i just want to talk about how fucking exploited child actors were and especially like like people who y'all know about dan schneider and what a creep he is but like people who've worked with him and like uh, the girl from zoe 101 who played the girl with the glasses oh uh, i don't know her name i didn't watch that show not sure I, I didn't really watch it either but like she um recently they had like a zoe 101 reunion and she didn't go because like she exposed like she tried to expose dan schneider for the stuff he did and like she was like on live pretty much crying because like it was traumatic for her to see everyone together like that again while she knows what had happened to her and she knows she was like sexually assaulted by that producer and like nickelodeon in general had a lot of like a lot of fucked up producers on set working with children and um not that Disney didn't. I think Disney was just better at, like, covering it up, which is horrible to say, but they should all be exposed. I just think child acting in general is kind of, like, can be very unethical. We did a whole project on this in my class. Um, we first had to read on um, Lizzie McGuire. Uh, I forget. Yeah, Hilary Duff. Mm-hmm. And it was basically how it's, like, she was kind of like the first Disney star like child star and that's kind of where it all started and it's just crazy because the way we had to do it for class was we were split up into different parts of Disney so like uh, my group was Disney like um, like the theatrics basically the little shows that go on in the Disney parks and then some people were at Disney parks other people were like Radio Disney and and stuff like that we were like all different parts and what my professor said was like okay so each of you have to we're gonna create this character our character was called stella and she's gonna get a tv show or something there's also a group that represents stella and and we're just like okay so you're gonna find out how you can market off of her and so like we tried to create our own little plans and people are like oh we'll create like an album we'll create like a, an attraction in the parks so that's for her and these kinds of things and it was interesting because the group that represented her and her mom were, were I think they were pushing more for, like, like this is still a child. And, like, she still, she still needs to be a child and, like, be given some time to grow up like a normal kid and not, not be forced to be pulled in all these directions. And I just remember, like, during our arguments, like, trying to figure out what to, like, what we wanted to do and whatever it was very clear that like this is just a simulation of what we were doing but like like clearly what disney does gives people a lot less choice on like these children and their parents a lot less choice on what they can do and it's just like like okay we're gonna make you release an album like you don't get a choice in it you're gonna have to de- uh, dedicate like a month of your life to writing this and recording this and then half a year to touring and then the other half of the year to recording the the show that you're going to be on and it's i think we forget that like these are still kids and that's why we have like the britney spears kind of like moment that people love to call it that where it's like like they lose it it's because like they didn't have 
their childhood in the first place they've never been given like that freedom it's so interesting because that britney spears moment was actually because i think well like speculation we can't hear from britney spears herself but like because of her sister uh jamie lynn spears and how she was being treated on set and that she like was Britney pregnant was also on disney i think i think Britney. Really? yeah i thought she was yeah. on like mickey mouse i think she was clubhouse or i don't know something like that yeah, but uh, her sister, I think that was the time she got pregnant and had to, like, um, they had to cancel Zoe 101. And, you know, I don't want to, I think it's inappropriate that people are, like, even making conspiracy theories about this. But, like, people are saying maybe Dan Schneider is the father because the father still has not, like, it's not known who the father of the baby is. It is known. I it thought. is? I looked it up the other day because, like... There's some story about, like, his wife or something. I could... I don't know. The videos, like, the things I've seen about it, it's just saying, like, that was, like, a cover-up. Oh, okay, okay. See, like, I don't know. Yeah. See, I can't say that, that it it was a cover-up or it wasn't. Right. But, like, I... That's messed up that people said that, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's her business. Exactly. And not ours. But if it is Dan Schneider, I want his legs cut off and i want his hands cut off oh i want his legs cut off and his hands cut off regardless <laughs> yeah especially his feet especially his feet. oh yes <laughs> dan schneider no feet i i think he's gross and i i think he needs to be like fully exposed because i yeah. feel like people are going around the, the bush because they don't want to be blacklisted the thing is it feels like it, it doesn't matter like so i think disney has a big thing on like um their brand which is like child friendly and like we love I don't know. Family values. Yeah. Nickelodeon is less. <coughs> but I still feel like like if this kind of thing happened to Disney, they would have been very serious about it. Like I'm sh- like you said, I'm sure that they're like Disney has its like pedophiles on as directors and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like nothing has come out. And first it's because Disney's very good at keeping things under the covers. And also I feel like if something did come out, Disney would like fire them right away. It's like like no excuse we're just, or find a way to say it's a lie. So Dan Schneider... Like Nickelodeon hasn't done anything. I feel like they're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. He can still yeah. create shows. We don't care. So he was fired, but um, because of the allegations and stuff, I think. But then he was rehired. <laughs> so I think that kind of cancels Yikes. out any anything that happened. Although I do like the shows. Because mm-hmm. it was like like iCarly and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't it was think our there's childhood. anything special about like it's nothing that like a different director couldn't have done and mm-hmm. maybe even done better without the being inappropriate and showing feet and all that mm-hmm. gross shit I don't get feet thing like every time Tarantino the feet mm-hmm. why feet gross me out I don't get Tarantino in a lot of ways <laughs> even if it's not just feet just I, Tarantino period yeah I mean. just I don't get that man at all yeah, I, I like, I mean, like, I enjoyed Pulp Fiction, but it wasn't something that I was like, this is the fucking movie. I think a lot of people built their personality. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was one of those people. <laughs> I yeah. watched that movie, like, six times or something, and then I was kind of like, this is fucking revolutionary. And then when I got older, I'm like, there's nothing special about this movie. Yes, it, it's, like, filmed really nice. I like the aesthetic here and there, but, like, there's better movies out there and the only yeah. reason i like this is because tumblr hyped it up and it's because yeah. i think it's like this this classic movie that I, I just felt like i i don't know i think it's like for impressionable teens it, it seems like amazing oh yeah. yeah i have a lot of problems with a lot of directors like i don't like tarantino i don't think he's special at all he liked he loves doing revisionist history mm-hmm. which is problematic in a lot of senses like um Glorious Bass. Correct me if I'm saying the wrong movie, but Glorious Bastards is about like the Nazis. It's like, but it's like killing Nazis, right? And I, I I haven't seen it, and I think it's like the the main characters are like Jewish or something, and I feel like that's a sensitive topic to talk of, like for he for him to even like touch on. Yeah, and I think that's where. Like the difference between like Jojo Rabbit and Inglorious Bastards is like Jojo Rabbit was like this I don't I like it wasn't I don't want to say like positive but like it was very like about the lives closer to like personal experience and like a full narrative rather than like oh let's just go fucking kill Nazis and like that's the movie revenge. Also, Jojo Rabbit is supposed to be from the eyes of a child. Yeah, that's true. And like yeah. if. 
I, I don't know, clearly, but if you were a child during those times, if you were a German child during those times, I'm they were trying to, like, indoctrinate you. So I feel like you would have had, like, a very positive view on the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And I really like Jojo Rabbit. I really like Taika Waititi. I feel like there's also a difference in who made it mm-hmm. in the sense yeah. of, like, like this white man. Who, who loves saying the N-word. <laughs> yes, who loves saying the N-word, who was born into privilege and, you know, yeah. doesn't give a shit about his, like, um, his, the people of color that are in his movies. And then, like, Taika, he is an, an, uh, an indigenous man from New Zealand who has made a lot of things that are supposed to help people of color who like who likes like giving people a voice i think i think that's a very it's a very different person like i i allow a person of color who has also um lived like certain hardships and like experienced um like racism to to tell a story about another group Uh, like although he definitely i don't know if he did but like definitely get insight Mm-hmm. Whereas Tarantino, I feel like, just tried to turn it into a comedy in a very, like, making fun of... Yeah. What was that movie, the Tarantino movie we watched about, like, Charles Manson family? Oh, Once Upon um, a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was real disrespectful. <laughs> he did not ask permission from Bruce Lee's family to portray him like that. That was... When I first saw that movie, that was the scene that, like, as soon as I watched I was like, I hate it. I hate this movie. That was so disrespectful and yeah. then i found out that he never asked for permission the ending felt real disrespectful too yeah the sharon he, tate stuff yeah. he so. also never asked sharon tate's family for like permission on on telling that story i think he thinks he he has way more power like he i think he's he's just gotten to the point where he thinks he doesn't need permission for those kind of things and i hate him and i yeah. think I think a lot of directors don't like the problem with Hollywood is that is that we have all of these people that we've put on like a, a pedestal that we've convinced them like you don't have to ask permission for anything you can tell any story you want because we love you and we'll give you money but like like you don't you don't get to tell other people's stories you don't yeah. get to change like, them I was talking to like the film bros that defend that movie they're like oh it was a nostalgic view of like old Hollywood and I'm like that's the fucking problem. They're just glorifying these experiences of people and whitewashing things and, you know, going over all the, like, racism that was happening and, like, it's just a very mm-hmm. surface-level view and it's not... So I went to the... Because I hated this movie so much, I went to the, the discussion that they had on campus, on our campus <laughs> I didn't know about that. it. And um, <clears throat> so... Basically, one of my professors is from, like, L.A., and, like, all the, all of my professors, or a lot of them, were, like, alive at the same time as Tarantino. Mm. And so the way Tarantino has defended the movie is that it's supposed to be his view of L.A. during that time. He was, like, six years old. So <laughs> clearly, like, a lot of things would... That's, that's his excuse for, like, things being, like, superficial. Mm. But the thing is, is, like, my the people who were discussing it, the professors and stuff, they were saying how, like, like it doesn't matter if that's the way you're trying to portray it because, like, like those things have had such, like, a huge impact on Hollywood that, like, we talk about them today. Yeah. And so it's like, like, you might have been six, seven years old, but you've still grown up with those, those narratives and, like, right. it, it should be dealt with, certain topics need to be dealt with in an adult way. Also, yeah. I don't think it was made apparent at all that it was, like, a six, seven-year-old. No. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. If it had been in Jojo Rabbit style with yeah. a child, you can believe it. But no, yeah. it was in the two grown men. Yes. And it was very, like, I really hated the, like, Brad Pitt that girl that... That was, like, definitely pedophilic. Yes, yes. That's uh, disgusting. Yeah, that movie made me real uncomfortable. Too like, many dirty feet. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and I don't like how, like, Sharon Tate was supposed to be, like, kind of, like, this, like, dumb girl. That's the thing. Like, I think the the revisionist history is problematic, of course. But it's the worst part is that she, she it's not like, even like she was, like, a secondary character. She felt like a background character that he would show from time to time had no personality. Right. Who just went to watch her own movie and made yeah. it feel like she was full of herself. And then she's dead. And, like, that's it. And also, 
Roman Roman Polanski. Polanski. <laughs> they had to include him in the fucking movie. And he it didn't even address anything like yeah. which like yeah. like I don't think he had done, done anything okay. at that time. Or at least it didn't come out yet. <laughs> but also, I could have seen him less. Like, yeah, I could have yeah. seen him. See, like maybe the last last scene where he like goes to talk to him or whatever. That could have been the only time you see Roman Polanski, and it's like then I can understand why you didn't talk about his problems at all. But like, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Also, because um, I had a professor once. We were talking about Rosemary's Baby, and he said how. Um, a lot of people groaned when said Roman Polanski, and he said like, "Oh, we should separate the art from the artist." And, um, that's something I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna live with that. So. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that separate the art from the artist thing because it's who made the art, the artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. but like I just think it's, I just think it's dumb because I think it's just like an excuse to like get away from liking, like get yeah. away with liking something that you know was made by a really shitty person, and I feel like. I kind of used to have that, like, separate the art from the artist thing. And then I realized, that's stupid. That's fucking dumb. I can also argue that um, in films, we... There is some separation because it's not just that one person that made all the decisions the on everything in the movie. But I think we should at least look at films critically yeah. and, like, not not forget to mention that this stuff was happening whenever these discussions are happening and i like like i liked the movie rosemary's baby and like i recognize how like technically everybody recognizes how like it's a technically innovative movie i guess but like you can look at something holistically and be like okay i'm not going to support roman i'm not going to support that movie and i'm not going to support any of his other projects download it yeah exactly Mm -hmm. pirate it like and I don't know. There's ways to, like, definitely get around. Uh, yeah, what you were Supporting saying. Supporting the director. Yeah, and, like, people are saying, like, separate the art from the artist, but then they'll go in, like, support the artist. And yeah. it's, like, I don't know. This That's the whole thing that was happening with, like, Six, um, what's his name? Who? The rapper. 69? Yeah. 69? 69, okay. 69? <laughs> I don't know no, why it's like blanked out and like XXX Tentacion. Tentacion. Well, Tentacion. rest in peace, I guess. <laughs> I miss you so much, Jassy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But anyway, I'm I think not sorry. Like, those are like present examples of how like guys will use that defense and then they'll go and like listen to the artists and go to their concerts and stuff. Yeah, it's fucked up. And there's still people who are, like, XX Tentacion stands now. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, don't give them your money. Yeah. Yeah. I guess XX Tentacion would... He's dead. So, yeah. So, like, <laughs> maybe poor example there. <laughs> paid his price, maybe? Someone else is making that money, and we don't know if they're problematic. But. Yeah. I think his family is making that money now. I'm not sh- too sure, though. I'm not too sure. But uh, I was also going to say, like, there's... There's, uh, there's still um, actors and actresses and shit like supporting like Woody Allen and stuff right, that, yeah. that always like that always like whoa yeah. you're out here publicly saying yeah. you support Woody Allen the dude's a fucking creep I think we've all agreed at that point that he's like creep yes yeah and, and um Weinstein yeah Weinstein, Weinstein? Yeah. yeah that he's a creep he's he's been arrested now right yeah he's in he's in prison he's in um probably in Alcatraz right I don't no no the one in New York what's the one in New York that's famous uh I was gonna say Coney Island. <laughs> eating Nathan's hot dogs every day. Right. That's prison. Um, shit, I know it's a really horrible prison, though. I know, like. I yeah. feel like he isn't, though. I feel like all these rich people get to go to rich people prison yeah. where they, like. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know, get massages every day. I'm sure he's getting special treatment in there. Like, I don't doubt it. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's not enough for me. Like, I need actors and actresses to, like, publicly announce their, like, they're like uh, disdain towards these people and like stop yeah. supporting them and even beheaded publicly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm, bring back the guillotine. Yes. Um, I feel like this brings us back to the this thing we were saying about child actors, where or actors for children programming that they kind of disappear, and I feel like that's why a lot of actors don't say anything because yeah. like either they're not, they don't feel like they're so in the limelight that whatever they say they're going to be absolved and like people are going to side with them 
and then they're scared that if they say something against this big director or this big name that they're gonna quickly vanish from the limelight and like yeah yeah a lot of them are rich and whatever but like like this is still their income and like if if they are blacklisted then they no longer have an income and yeah it's, it's scary but i mean like they have the platform and like it's just frustrating. I mean, it shouldn't be placed on, like, especially, like, smaller actors and actresses. It should be coming from, like, the big names that have the resources to do this that aren't. And it's just, like... I mean, I clearly. Yeah. Clearly, they should I mean, obviously, it's a systemic problem. Like... Definitely. But... I think we should throw it all away. Throw Hollywood <laughs> away. And, uh... And only stream our podcast. <laughs> That's a good idea! No more Hollywood. Just this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll become celebrities and rule everything. Yes. <laughs> so the podcast is now coming to an end. Um, thank you for listening today. Make sure you follow us on TikTok, where I just posted a video. You oh, did? You did. Yes, it's I about know. myself. I didn't know. Nice. It's kind of selfish. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Follow us at through the... Wait, what's our at? TTB Podcast 420. TTV yes. podcast 420 uh, on everything sh- I 69 <laughs> make sure you give us a rate and mm-hmm. uh, share our podcast with your friends thanks for listening to another episode of <laughs> through, through the, the bomb, bomb. <laughs> 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 <laughs>